Holy Spirit, we just welcome you afresh in this place. And God, we thank you for your presence. God, we don't ever want to take your presence for granted. We don't ever want to become too familiar with your presence because it's so precious, God, to us. So, Lord, we just stand here in awe of you. We stand here in thanksgiving for all that you've done in this past year, all that you're about to do in this new one to come. Lord, we just offer ourselves to you afresh tonight, God. We open our hearts to you tonight, God. We say welcome. We lift up those ancient doors. We say, King of glory, come. Come in tonight. Come in tonight, King of glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good evening, everyone. You guys can take your seats. You guys can take your seats. Good evening, good evening. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Ronaldo Wall. Uh, I am a part of the Toronto House of Prayer, and I also work for an organization called Young Street Mission, which is just down the street. So I'm down here almost every day. And uh, it is an honor to be with you tonight. I'm going to be sharing a very brief, very, very brief, uh, just word of encouragement with you tonight. Um, something to kind of uh, set our hearts as we approach the new year. And uh, it's actually a word that the Lord's really put on my heart, even for myself. Um, and so uh, before I do that, I'm just going to pray one more time, and then I'm just going to just share something very briefly, five to seven minutes. It be real quick. I promise. I promise. Uh, Father, again, we just ask, um, even right now, God, you just give us eyes to, to see and ears to hear and hearts to receive all that you have for us. And God, that you would set our hearts for the year to come, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, I was reading something. Uh, I was reading something today, and I think it was also yesterday I was reading. And it's this, this theme, and, and the question that's being asked is, uh, what are you leaving behind in 2023? Has anybody seen that or read that so far? I saw it, yeah, I saw it today or yesterday. It said, what are you leaving behind in 2023? Right? So what are those things, the mistakes, the challenges, the, the, the disappointments that you want to leave behind and just start a new chapter coming into 2024? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. However, I want to present a different question to us tonight. And that question tonight is, what is God calling you to resurrect or to revive coming into 2024? What is it that God is actually calling you to resurrect or to revive as we approach 2024? What are those things that in your own heart Maybe it's a dream that you've had or something that you've held in your heart, you know, not even just for this year, but maybe for a few years that you've actually let die and God is actually saying, I never said that this thing was dead. I never called you to let it go. But in our own hearts, maybe we've let it die because of disappointment and discouragement. Listen, the Bible says this. The Bible says in Jeremiah, it says that God keeps watch over his word to do what? To perform it to perform it. And oftentimes what happens is that when the promise of God tarries, we think of it as that thing being dead, when in reality it's just a delay. But because, of the, because it tarries, because the promise tarries, and because there's a delay, discouragement, disappointment, and hope deferred set in to the point where we declare that thing dead, when in reality God is declaring that thing merely sleeping because it's just a delay. Are you guys tracking with me? It's making sense. I want to share a brief passage with you from Mark chapter 5 to illustrate this. And in Mark chapter 5, uh, it's, I'll kind of lay the, 
I'll lay the backdrop for what's happening in Mark chapter 5. In Mark chapter 5, there's a, there's a man who comes to Jesus, and his daughter is sick. She's on her deathbed. And he goes to him, he says, please come quick. My daughter's about to die. I need you to heal her. You guys remember the story? And so Jesus said, okay, I'll come. So on his way, as Jesus is going, a woman with an issue of blood catches him. She actually draws power out of him to heal her. She's healed because of her faith, and Jesus actually commends her because of her faith. But in so doing, because of the delay that happened in that moment, the, 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 the man's daughter actually passes away. Now, I want you to imagine this. The man himself is going to Jesus. I'm sure he's tried everything. He's probably spent everything he's had. He's gone to every doctor imaginable. He's done everything within his own strength to heal his daughter and to save her. Because if any of you have children, you know the dreams and the aspirations that you have for your children. You know, the dream of one day that they're going to start, you know, uh, preschool and kindergarten. And then one day they're going to graduate and they're going to go to prom and you know, and, and, and one day you're going to walk your daughter down the aisle and you're going to hold your grandkids. All these things run through your mind as a parent. And he's watching all of his dreams for his child fade away as she's lying on her deathbed. This is the backdrop for what's happening as he approaches Jesus. And so after Jesus heals the woman with the issue of blood, this is what happens. It says in verse 35, Mark chapter 5, verse 35 says, While he was still speaking, they came from the house of the synagogue official, saying, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher anymore? In other words, they're saying the situation's already final. She's already dead. Don't trouble the teacher anymore. In other words, let me put it in a way that we can understand. This situation is so far gone. There's no way it could happen again. Why am I going to continue to pray for it? Why would I continue to go before the Father with this thing when it's already dead and gone? Why why would I continue to trouble God with this thing when it seems like it's never going to happen? And after they say this, it actually says that Jesus was listening. It says, but Jesus, overhearing what was being spoken, he he said to the synagogue official, listen to this, he says, don't be afraid any longer, only believe. He then gives the official a command and he says, don't allow fear to set in. Instead, set your heart to believe. He's saying, don't be afraid any longer. He says, the fear that you've carried in your heart that this thing is never going to happen, the fear that you've carried in your heart that this dream's never going to come to pass, the fear that you've carried in your heart that this promise that I've carried in my heart from God is never going to be fulfilled. He's saying, let that fear go, and it's time to set your heart to believe me for who I am and what I've promised to you. And then it says that, uh, and he allowed, it says that he allowed no one to accompany him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. It says they came to the house of the synagogue official and he saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing and entering in, he says this, he says, why make a commotion and weep? He says the child has not died but is asleep. It's important for us to understand that we never want to be too quick to declare something dead when God is declaring that, it's, that the promise is merely tarrying, right? It's important that we never put a final seal on something and say, well, this situation is over until God himself has the final word. And what's happened here is everyone has put a final seal saying the girl is dead. And so there's commotion, there's wailing, and there's weeping. And Jesus comes in now, and he gives a different report. He makes a different declaration. He says she's not dead, she's just sleeping. And the Bible says that when he said this, that they began to laugh. It says they began laughing at him. Laughter 
oftentimes is it is a physical expression of our unbelief. When we laugh at what God has promised, when we laugh at something that God has said, when we laugh at something that God says in his word when he's speaking to us, when we laugh or when we chuckle, it's actually an expression, a physical expression of our unbelief and our doubt. How many of you remember Sarah? Remember when, when the angel appeared to, to Abraham and said, in your old age, you're going to bear a child. And what happened? Sarah began to laugh and the Lord heard it because she didn't believe. And it's the same thing we're seeing here. Some of you, if somebody said, hey, that thing you've been believing for, believing for your family member to get saved and to come to Jesus, some of you would actually chuckle a little bit. You'd kind of scoff. You'd be like, oh, yeah, really, eh? Some of you guys have done that. And it could be anything. Whatever promise you're still holding in your heart, it could be anything. But that laughter is actually a sign of unbelief. And it never fazed Jesus. In fact, he actually put them out of the room, it says. It says he took... Uh, he took along the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child was. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which translated means little girl, I say to you, get up. What I want to tell you tonight, and I'm going to finish with this, I think. <laughs> what I want to tell you tonight is that whatever dream you're holding on to, whether it's the dream of a family or relationships or healing or finances, career, education, you know, salvation, the city, whatever it is that you've been carrying for so long that you have let die, that you stopped praying for, all it takes is one word from the Lord to resurrect that thing. One word from the Lord can actually bring that thing back to life. You guys remember that what, what the Lord said to the prophet Ezekiel? You guys remember this? When he says, look at the dry bones. And he asks him a question. He says, can these dry bones live again? And Ezekiel says, well, I don't know. You know, Lord. He said, what did he say to him? He said, prophesy to the bones. He said, speak the word of the Lord to these bones. And as he did so, the bones took on flesh and they, and they came to life again. The Lord is the God who is able to cause dead things to live again. By merely speaking to them. What he requires from us is merely our agreement. When the Lord speaks a word, he requires us to come into agreement with that word. That's why before they even reached the house, Jesus gave the official a command and he said, believe. That's the only thing he said. He said, I just need you to believe because I'm going to do something in your midst. And the Lord showed up. Everybody laughed and he spoke one thing to him, he said, all he said was, little girl, get up. And in that moment, this man's dreams were resurrected right before his very eyes. I'm telling you tonight that God is speaking to each and every one of you. And I don't know what it is that you have in your heart that you've left die, what it is that you have it and you stopped praying for, what it is that you haven't had the courage to even start praying for. But I'm telling you tonight that God's promises over your life are both yes and amen. And so that which he has promised to you, he is going to keep watch over it to perform it. Because he isn't a, he isn't a, a, a bad father who says these things to tease us, but he's actually a good father who gives good gifts to his children. And if he's made a promise to you, it's because he wants to fulfill it. And though it delays, though the promise delays, the Lord says, I want you to tarry in this place with me. Because though it delays, it will come to pass. And so whatever it is, salvation, family, put whatever you want in that blank space. I'm telling you that tonight, God is speaking to you. And he's speaking words over that very thing. And he's saying, I want you to pray again. I want you to begin to pray again. 
I want you, instead of laughter, remember laughter is what? That is the expression of, of doubt and unbelief. Prayer is the expression of, both, of faith and belief. So instead of laughter, it's time that we turn our laughter into intercession and beginning to pray for those things to happen again. Because when God's promises are fulfilled, he is glorified. He is glorified. Amen? Does that make sense? I got to stop because you know I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to pray over us. And then I'm not sure what's happening next, but I'm going to pass the mic to Tamika and she knows what's going on. <laughs> Amen. So let's do this. If, uh, if that's you tonight, as a sign of of your own faith and declaration saying, I'm believing for this thing again. On the count of three, I want you to stand to your feet because I want to pray over, over the promises, over those things that God's put on your heart. Okay, on the count of three, if that's you, if you know there's something in your heart that God's promised you, something you've been standing for, believing for, something that you've let die, tonight's the night of resurrection, amen? And so on the count of three, I just want you to stand to your feet. One, two, three. All over this place if that's you. Whatever it is, whether it's healing, whether it's financial breakthrough, whether you're believing for somebody else, salvation for family members, restoration of a relationship, God is saying, I am here to resurrect that thing. So, Father, I thank you for each and every person standing in this room tonight, God. And, God, I thank you for the promises that are over their lives right now, God. Those promises that are yes, and in Jesus, they are amen. And so, Lord, I'm asking that tonight, God, that you would speak over those things, God, those dreams, those hopes, those aspirations, those goals that they have. I'm asking you would speak a word over them. All of those things that they have let die this year, God, I'm asking, God, that you would resurrect them right now in the name of Jesus. God, you cause faith to arise in their hearts tonight, God. That you would cause hope to arise in their hearts tonight, God. God, that you would cause courage to arise in their hearts tonight, God. God, that when they pray, God, that they would pray with newfound zeal and newfound faith because they know who they're praying to and they know that you are a God who keeps watch over your word to perform it. And so, Lord, I am asking, God, for all of those who have been facing discouragement and disappointment, I'm asking, God, that you would impart strength, hope, and courage tonight, God. I'm asking you would impart strength, hope, and courage tonight, God. Father, for every dream, every dream, God, every hope, God, I'm asking, God, that you would cause these things to live again. I just declare prophetically, Talitha Kum in this place. Talitha Kum in this place, that there would be a getting up, that there would be an arising in this place of every heart that is laid low, every heart that is, that, is, that is low with discouragement, that is weighed down, that is burdened. I'm asking God that by your spirit, God, that each heart would be lifted up, God, that each heart would be raised up by your spirit tonight, God, and that going into 2024, that we would go into this new year with fresh hope, zeal, and faith because you are the God of miracles and the God of resurrection and the God who fulfills his promises to us. And so, Lord, we thank you for all of this in the name of Jesus. If you agree, say amen. 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 Let's sing this song in faith, too.